back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 87 of, of Zack Snyder's of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this minute is going to start out with uh, the continued security f- footage that Cyborg is viewing on uh, Linda Reed here as she's uh, attempting to gain access to her domicile. Uh, and the minute's <laughs> going to end with Cyborg kind of walking away from uh, this, this same Linda Reed character and her storyline. Um, and he's got, he's got kind of a look on his face that he, that he feels good about something. Yeah, there's well, good now. It, it it starts off on a very depressing note. The start of this minute, mm-hmm. um, tough times. Yeah, and um, I have a few questions here. I have I have a cute. I have actually an interesting fact um, later on in today's minute. I know I said I was gonna talk about it on Wednesday, but there was something that Ray Fisher mentioned about uh, one of the scenes that we see here in this minute, which is him standing right next to the ATM machine. Um, but the more I watched this minute, the more I kind of thought about it more personally. And, um, you know, what Linda Reed goes through in this minute, you know, the the eviction and, you know, everything that happens at the ATM, it's very real. It's It's something that I really struggle with i feel like a lot of people struggle with such a thing such as eviction and being basically broke with their no other term to describe it poverty just seems to be a political way of of saying it nicely um and this is something we talked about that's that's so important with her story versus someone who's experiencing something supernatural in a superhero show you know it's not that Linda Reed needs protection from a villain or a monster or something science fiction. You said um, you said yesterday the two planes crashing into each other. That's from why? Do, why is that so for blackout and the tower goes down and the two everybody's like we got to go to pay, we got to do we do it manual. We haven't done that since 1982 or something. What was that? What is that? Iron Man? No. You want to take it? It is a Marvel movie. Okay, but, but not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Oh, I don't know if... it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. It's the Amazing Spider-Man too. It is. It is I the Amazing. It. Yeah. Yeah. And and like that ah, is so superficial. It's it's very just kind now, of. I'm I'm scoffing that you referenced that movie to bring up something bad about it because that movie can do no bad in my eyes. It does. <laughs> I some love that bad. movie so it's much. It's not perfect. But I love like... that movie so much. It's so good. He plays such a good Peter Parker. Fucking at me. Well, he's a great Peter Parker. Don't get me wrong. I like him. And I like the concepts of those two movies as they were leading into their own, you know, Spider-Man trilogy. I, I do like some of it. Um, but this this situation that happens with Linda Reed here, this hits home. This feels stronger. This feels stronger than what happens with, you know, at least the Russian family. Um, I mean... Random people being attacked by supervillain science fiction. Yes, it happens. You can make great stories around that. But 
to compare that to the Russian family and to see which one you actually have an emotional connection to. Linda Reed is being evicted from an apartment. You have like, you understand that feeling. I mean, like like me. Yeah, I understand the feeling of poverty. Absolutely. And that's why it's like, yes, this resonates with me more than some random freaking Jeff Johns Russian family. Like, yeah, I'm right there with you. But I don't know if that's the case for anybody else. I mean, I would I assume that like in my immediate (laughs) <laughs> group of friends we all kind of get that it's like oh yeah totally i have to, you know it's hey been it's there 1189 in my account Pff, jesus been there you know yeah that I was an, that. yeah absolutely and then you like, got to tack on like now with uh with all the problem all the issues that that just people uh and how financially in crisis a lot of people are now in in today's day and age being more aware of it Seeing that she's got two kids, two mm-hmm. kids, uh, she's got kids, and like now we know that's like, oh, that's even more impactful. Like before, as a kid, when I would have been daydreaming about Batman and Superman and the Flash and all that stuff like that, I wouldn't have paid attention to a single mother struggling to pay for anything yeah. because that wasn't, I mean, my mom was going through that, but it, she didn't. I didn't know, you know what I mean? So, like, as yeah. the target audience is not, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just honestly, like, well, the target audience has to be kids and weirdo fans that want to see some cool neon plants growing out or something. It's very strange. I mean, it, it's it's what happens here with, with Cyborg and Linda Reed is such a good like superhero moment and it's something that people don't think about like people don't consider but yet people live it every day where you're right like kids think about batman saving someone from being mugged but you don't think about someone (laughs) i mean well like i never thought that batman would save me i never thought i'd be the one getting mugged and or i'd you know or i'd be the one homeless and and you know, and Superman like, being like, here, just, um, let me just pick you up and move you to a new home or something like that. You know, it was never or that. at least, you know, you could be fighting for a better economy. Like you could be making changes that actually matter. You know, Bruce Wayne does it. Batman does it when he decides I want to build a better Gotham. And he does that in Scott Snyder's uh, Batman Court of Owls, where he decides I'm trying to build a better Gotham. Um, and by trying to change the foundation is what spurs the court of vows to, you know, rally, come, come alive again, basically, and go after Batman. Yeah. Illuminati. You're changing the status. Exactly. Yeah. You're trying, you're trying to change the system and the system's Mm -hmm. working in their favor. And so cyborg has the ability to change that here. And so instead of cyborg, you know, just fighting off some, you know, someone going to the ATM and getting mugged by some faceless criminal, it's Cyborg saying, no, the, the real villain is the ATM machine. <laughs> I must change it. I must change this person's life for the better. I must change it the, the way it, it's, it's created their life around them. And we've been there. We, you know, people struggle with evictions. People fear that more than they fear anything nowadays. Like, you know, some people have been with an, a balance of $1,192, $11.92 
you know, sometimes you wake up and you've got 12 things that just, uh, uh, you get penalized and you get those, uh, those overdraft fees and you're sitting there with like six overdraft fees, each $36, that shit stacks up. And before you know it, you're like in the negative big time. You're like struggling how you're going to pay that off. How am and I going to get to my job at Universal? How am I going to take the high? I have to take the highway. How am I going to pay for the toll? Like that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like this is real stuff that bothers people every day. It's a real fear. And this is like a superhero moment. He's not fighting a criminal. And that happens in Doom Patrol. You know, they have a cyborg ATM moment. And it's him, you know, protecting someone who's being mugged. But then she's afraid of him as as he looks like a cyborg. But this whole thing about cyborg changing this person's life by changing the ATM. It's a huge monumental uh, superhero story that happens here. Um, just a, a quick little cool tidbit is, you know, he he decides he wants to expand the money here. And using his powers, I don't know if he siphons the money from elsewhere or if he just generates... Yeah, he just—it's all fuck. It's all numbers, baby. It's I'm ones sure. and zeros. I'm sure you can just you know just add a few extra zeros, and that's all he does here. Um, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. This guy's like—it's all fake. It's all fake. Let me just change the numbers a little bit. This is like just represented by you know. Paper. What's crazy is it says right here that her account balance is eleven ninety two, and her net total, like everything that she owns together equals $25.35. So it really doesn't go up any higher. Um, and he expands it to $100,000 is what he gives her. Um, and Wait, there's a, oh, damn, there's a really cool... Ca- what happened? What's what's the... Can you tell me what the sum of the uh, the net total and the, and the account balance would be? If, oh, well, the net total... How much, would inc- she, how much money did she spend today that's what i'm trying to figure out well the net total would include uh no no, no what are, no, net totals including like just still that still has the pending the pending charges haven't been taken out yet but well, what oh, she can I still see, use is current balance and available balance is what you're talking about yeah but is this that is the not account the balance net total would include uh other accounts savings or um other other sources of maybe income that are there. Maybe just, you know, your net worth is there. That could be something that he could read savings. into. Because yeah, it is a social security numbers right there. So it could be uh, 401k, social security deposit being, you know, tax withheld by the federal government. All those kind of things can be calculated right there for net total. What are you, net a CPA? Worth. When did this happen? What are you doing? What? what? <laughs> Isn't this obvious? Where did the <laughs> Hold on, I had to access my mother box to like When did check you get out. the cert? Yeah, you want to find out what your net worth is? Hold on. I went to night classes. What's your uh social security Nate? Anyways. Um uh 911. <laughs> Shorty called 911. Um What was I getting at? So he expands the money. I to- totally lost my train of thought here. <laughs> um but what was really cool is that uh, a cool little detail here is when he expands the money, there are 10 new stacks of money, and it's $100,000. So you could infer that these are each ten grand, and that Well, would no, be- 
the bands are different colors. But the bands are different color. You're right. Mm. We have six mustard or amber looking colors, mm-hmm. two violets and two blues, which if we go by the actual American system, uh, that is not 100000 That is really $62,200 because the yellow ones are 10000 the violet ones are two thousand or one thousands, and then the blue ones would be one hundred dollars. So, now, mm, I don't know I don't, why they all look relatively the same size and stack. Maybe it's a way of, <laughs> maybe it's a way of fooling the bank or something. I don't know. I, why would they? Why would they do different? Unless it was just like, unless they did all have uniform bands, it was like I can't. That looks terrible we they have to be different colors no one's gonna pay attention to that shit yeah here we are my guess that would be my guess that you know as far as visual effects go they went well if we have all you know mustard colored bands then is then the color palette will look like what like a box of chocolates stacked up or something like i'm trying to stale yeah we need them to know it's money (laughs) so they were like all right we'll just change a few colors um so yeah that was a good, very interesting that thing to look at. But yeah, if they were all mustard colors, that is ten stacks, and it is a hundred thousand. So that would be ten thousand per, and that would totally equal one hundred thousand. But instead, we have sixty-two thousand two hundred dollars, which isn't bad. That's a pretty nice thing. Um, we see here at the ATM, he's able to hack into the ATM, the Gotham National Bank. Um, another cool tidbit is. When we're at the camera looking at uh, Linda Reed's apartment, the camera says Gotham Gardens, which is a cool area to think about. I'm not sure if that's her apartment yeah. complex or well, it's just a district yeah, of Gotham. That's, yeah, well, um, there's a building. Batman Beyond. Doesn't Terry McGinnis live in Gotham Gardens or Gotham Tower Gardens or something of the nature? It's very possible. Yeah. Right, you want me to look? All right, hang on. You want to pull the... Uh, <laughs> uh, hack into the mainframe. <laughs> Uh, but while you check that out, Nate, I was going to ask you, you know, you go to the ATM, get you win the uh, Gotham National Trust Fund or whatever they call it, special customer prize, $100,000. What you doing there with 100000 Nate? What am I doing with $100,000? Yeah, if it just, if you win the special customer prize. Um, cocaine. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not no. going hard in the paint. No, absolutely not. I'm probably going to like, you know, buy one of those tickets to the commercial space just to go into the upper atmosphere and just blow it all and be like, this was dope. Really? And I'm going to, yeah, I'm probably going to like ask that like young kid that went up and just like whoop his ass, you know. <laughs> in suborbital space. In space. Yeah. First space fight. That's what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> You know, they like, spe- it has like uh, you the seatbelt sign like where it says you're now like free that. to walk around the cabin. You're, and Nate's like, great, time to fuck. <laughs> yeah, they do the bing boom. <laughs> Click, let's go. Do a Henry Cavill arm pump. Knuckle sandwich, like, extra mayo. Too. That's great. This is good. No, yeah. $100,000, what am I doing? I'm like being ecstatic and... I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Mountain Dews? <laughs> no, you put, you invest it, you keep doing what you got to do, you live life. I don't care. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to 
do own fight own Jeff home. Bezos in space. No, just like fund your own projects. Just live life. Do your own oh, thing. You know. Yeah. Do what we all really want to do, <laughs> and yeah. put some into. Uh, Bitcoin or something. Is that still... Are we still going around on Bitcoin? You can still get in on ground level there? <laughs> yeah, probably. Start your own probably, at that point. Right? Oh, yeah. that's... Oh, why don't we do that? Why don't we just start our own Bitcoin with $100,000? You're the one getting the $100,000, not me. What? Okay, so change gears. What are you doing with $100,000 that the Gotham Bank is giving you? Um, The first thing I would do is pay off all debt that, okay, you, that, that I have. Is that a given? My parents have and my grandparents have. I think that's yeah. like immediate family. would be like, what debt do you have? Yep. Buy, pay. Buy the moms a house. Yeah. If they got more than $100,000 in debt, that's a bigger issue. You're on your own. I can't save you. Uh, but, oh God. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try. No, I don't think so. But, you In know. reality? No. But. I mean, maybe. Somebody. Yeah. I see some people, <laughs> not to d- detract too much, but I see some people on like, kitchen nightmares you know people who start their own restaurants and stuff like that and they're like yeah i'm half a million in debt it's like i don't know if saving a restaurant is gonna save you yeah i don't know how you got that far there's in. no way uh-uh. <laughs> five hundred thousand, and you're now just calling for help i don't know man should have changed the menu or something um but yeah first thing i'm handling is debt anyone who's got debt in the immediate family handling it yeah. everything else would just be like in savings and then maybe spend money on tattoos and that's it and then like work like keep your job for like a year just be like hey just to let you know like i'm leaving mm-hmm. do fuck all and then deuces d- yeah honestly buy a boat yeah um so the cool thing about this uh scene here so we're outside the atm You've got Victor Stone, who's in. Who's really here on the Gotham streets. He's looking at Linda and her kids as they pull money out of the ATM. She wins the uh, customer special reward. And at the convention, at the Q&A panel, Ray Fisher was talking about this scene because he was asked a question like, what was one of the best moments or funniest moments you had, you know, filming on set, really? And... You know, he talked about this hoodie that he had to wear, and he really enjoyed wearing it a lot. It was really, he, you know, he was kind of excited that he got to wear something so comfortable, whereas, you know, actors like everyone else, like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, you know, Ben Affleck and, and the gang, they have to wear not-so-comfortable costumes all the time to do scenes. And, you know, you just have him in his mo- motion capture pajamas and this hoodie, and the only real annoying thing he had to wear was just the the eyepiece that over the eye, the LED light. And I, he said that he remembered being really excited to film this scene because talking to Zach and looking at the storyboards, this was going to be like a real graphic novel looking scene where it was going to be dark and moody and raining and you'd have Cyborg just standing there looking at the ATM machine and, and Linda Reed and just the mood of it got Ray Fisher really excited to do such a, you know, dark, you know, as far as visually dark scene. And uh, it turned out that that was not so much the case. You're like, oh, yeah, standing in the rain is going to be so much fun until you're actually standing 
in the rain, like under a rain sheet machine. And he said like in about after the second take, he was weighed down by so much water. And you can see it at the end when he's walking away, how drenched his hoodie is and just how heavy and sloshy. He said that even his movement was awkward as he walks away because he was carrying he had to lift so much water weight with him as he walked away and um he said his the material of his clothing was the same material that they used to make superman's outfit like his um uniform but because his suit isn't made to be on screen they don't make it water resistant so it soaks in all that water whereas Mm -hmm. like if henry cavill was under a rain sheet it would just wash off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have here, you have him under this rain sheet, and he's just getting soaked, just absolutely soaked, and it's like just wet. cold water. Yeah, it's just cold oh, tap water. Absolutely unbelievable. It's terrible. <laughs> I do really enjoy the face piece on him. Like, it's it looks so good. It really does. The It looks amazing. Even the little blue, even the little blue light. Classic blue cyborg light. Looks great. Um, there we get on his uh, on his zipper, you still see the uh, the the core. Oh, yeah. The planet core. <laughs> it's such a good um, lighting. He said, uh, he said, like, at when they do the nightmare scene, that the technology had kind of changed with it. So his even his his eyepiece and his chest piece, like, was all different. Uh, brand brand new, newly made um, LED parts that they put on him this time. So it wasn't the same cool. stuff that they had used before. Um, so you said it was it was you had to get readjusted to wearing a new headset and a new type of chest piece and do all kinds of new motion capturing. It was like putting it on for the first time again. Um, I'm sure it was a a tough and fulfilling experience, though. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much all I have for this one, Nate. I don't know if you uncover the truth about the Gotham Gardens Tower. No, I couldn't. There's, I don't, and I don't even know if it's common knowledge. To be honest with you, I'm sure people will just be like, "Oh yeah, that's just like where Terry McGinnis lives." It's probably like Gotham Towers, Gotham Gardens. I guess if you just type that into Google, you get the Botanical Garden, something Poison Ivy, Doctor Isley, nonsense. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It probably, um, um, I'm sure someone will pull a, like a little clip and be like, oh, this is what his apartment looks like or something like that. Um, that's what I thought. I thought Gotham Gardens, I was, it made me think of, um, it's, I've, I've heard that before. I know I've heard that as a living place of residence before. But yeah, man, the only just, one I so can much, see there's is... There's so much content being consumed. It's ridiculous. Gotham Gardens, Gotham Gardens used to be a cemetery in Gotham City. But that's probably not what we're looking for. Um, and then there's the Wayne Botanical Garden, but that could be something different as well. That's, yeah, that's what it says. Like the Dr. Isley stuff. Yeah. So, you know, anyone can probably look further into that. So... Without further ado, maybe we'll wrap up here for today. It's good. You said that um, the uh, the story of uh, you know the, the, this this heroic story was only sixty seconds, thirty thirty seconds of or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, Two minutes if tops. Said and done. Solid. Solid got the point story. across. Yeah. Like, I got it. Him walking away, being happy that he saw her. But I really like that he, like, was there. Yeah. And, you know, got to see what he was doing, you know, that, that, it, that it paid off, really. Um, and we didn't get to talk about that transition, though. That transition that he did from his, you know, Cyborg's virtual reality, Cyborg's augmented reality uh, into real time is pretty awesome. And it makes you think, like, if in rea- in the real world, in, in, in real human world, he was, like, doing things like actually walking the streets and, and you know, doing normal things. Um, but in his mind, he was, you know, doing the bank hole thing. Maybe he was following her around. That's weird. That's well, yeah. It, with that statement, yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I don't think that was happening, but the transition is cool that he would turn, and then at least from a cinematic point of view, Zach would be like, "We're gonna have you turn around here, and then in this scene, we're gonna have you do the same kind of turnaround because when we cut it, it's gonna blend in. The edit is gonna be you as if you're turning and in, in entering the reality." Again, that is really cool. I really like that. And the more I watch it on loop, his kind of transition there, that is, yeah, nice. I like that. Pretty I really good. just wanted to give you that little bit of an ending note. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. Let's go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes. And the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow for minute number 88 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.